Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the opportunity to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 110 of Screwball, and another week of baseball has passed us by. Uh, This week, a little bit less in the news front, and uh, we are quickly approaching June, as we kind of talked about in our uh, last last week or the week prior. We we hit the quarter mark of of the season, and we are uh, moving into a little bit more, not dire, but a little bit more... Uh, important territory of the season where you really start to see where the teams kind of uh, separate and you really see who's going to be playoff teams. So I hope everyone had a good and safe Memorial Day weekend too. We're recording this uh, the day after Memorial Day. And by the time this goes live, it'll be June already. So time's moving and baseball's moving right along with it. Uh, the first piece of news here, as we always start the show with our, our news segment, uh, first piece of news we have here is a retirement. So, uh, 15-year MLB veteran uh, Jay Happ announced his retirement, I believe, today. At 39 years old, Jay Happ has called it a career, uh, pitching for eight teams in the majors, I think three of which he, he had at least like a three-year stint with. Uh, he was selected to one All-Star game and was part of the 2008 Phillies World Series team, and obviously we wish him the best in retirement. Uh, Jay Happ, a guy that just kind of seemed to always be in the league for, like I said, 15 years here, just kind of always seemed to just be jumping around to a team, Blue Jays, Yankees, Astros. Uh, I think he finished with the Cardinals, I think was his last team. Um, I think he cited that he was working out to try and get on a team, and he was working out for opening day, but he just decided it was time to hang it up, and I think he, he, he had cited spending time with his family. So, you know, veteran guy calling it a career, um, and a pretty good career, I'd say. I think his, his ERA sat around in the, like a little bit in the low fours. So, overall, a pretty good career for Jay happened, uh, was on some pretty good teams, so... Wish him the best of luck in retirement. And to see what he does after, you know, who knows if he's still around baseball at all. Uh, on the flip side, number our second piece of news, uh, on the flip side of someone retiring, the Tigers call up Cody Clemens to the majors. Cody Clemens is Roger Clemens' youngest son and has finally made it to the major leagues at 26 years old. Uh, he hit very well in AAA, earning a spot on the current Tigers roster. He hit about 280 in AAA. Um, and I think was in the top, I think in the top, 20 or top 15 of the Tiger system uh, prospect wise and jokingly uh, Roger Clemens stated uh, when being asked about it that he would have thrown up an in at him <laughs> at first no, first first at bat which is about on par with Clemens and yeah so um, and just a little fun fact if you, if you didn't know about Roger Clemens I believe this is uh, his, if he has uh, four I think this is his youngest that all their names start with a K for strikeouts, that's just a little, a little, uh, little mini, you know, tidbit about Roger Clemens and his family. Uh, but yeah, so Cody Clemens gets called up to the majors. Like I said, Jay Happ retires, so changing of the guard in, in a little bit of a way. You have a call up and you have a, a retirement. So, you know, baseball constantly, the wheel keeps on spinning. You know, you get the old guys moving out, and you got the new guys coming in every year. It's just how it goes. Yeah, it's good to see some of these young guys get called up. We've seen a lot already. You know, Noah Gorman and whoever he gets those guys. So it's good to see that um, with the new um, CBA, 
you know, it's worth kind of calling these guys up. So it is pretty cool to see some young guys and, and, and the flux of, of um, young talent and just a different way the game's played. So yeah. It is good to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, he's like a top 15, top 20 prospect just for the Tigers itself, Cody Clemens. So I don't know if he's really a highly regarded guy or if he was supposed to be any good, but it's just, you know, like I said, it's just kind of nice to see the younger guys, like the wheel keep on spinning with old guys going out, new guys coming in. It's just always rotating. So good luck to him. Uh, the last piece of news I have here uh, for the week is uh, specifically Joe Girardi and the Phillies. So uh, the kind of questions started coming up, should Joe Girardi be worried about his job security with the Phillies as a, um, this is kind of like a walk year, a contract year for him. The Phillies have now lost 11 of their last 15, and they lost Sunday night to the Mets in a walk-off, uh, in walk-off fashion. I believe Eduardo Escobar hit a, a single or a double to end the game. Uh, Girardi doesn't seem too concerned about his current, uh, you know, his current job security, but did admit in a post-game interview that the loss was extremely frustrating, and you can imagine so, considering, like I said, they lost 11-15, and they're just falling further and further back from the Mets, and I think the Braves have leapfrogged them too. The Braves are... It's a wild card. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I would say the Phillies have a lot to be worried about, and Girardi, in a contract year, should be worried as well. He's not going to say it. You know, he would never come out and say it. He's, he's a veteran, a veteran guy, but um, I, I would be... At least it'd be, it's got to be in the back of your head. Yeah, you know? this this is it for Girardi. He's definitely done with the Phillies. I don't know if he makes a year, but he's definitely done with the Phillies. Um, and it really, you know, not that it's all his fault here, but um, this also could be kind of the end of his his, his chance at being a manager too. It's just mm-hmm. he has a different style. Um, he's just a different style manager. And I think with the Phillies, with some of the superstar talent, some of the veteran guys, his style doesn't really translate to those guys anymore. Right. So I think he's more of a, a younger team and an up and coming team kind of manager than he is a, the team with the superstars, just the way he goes about it. So True. Uh, I think he's done, and I think he's just not a good fit for the Phillies at the way that they're trying to build it. Some news I got here. Uh, one thing I was not too happy about, we had a couple teams not play on Memorial Day. Just not sure. just seems like that's a baseball holiday. You play on Memorial Day. I think it was the Yankees and Angels both didn't play. And then we have the same, we're going to have the same issue July 4th. I believe the Yankees again don't play, and there's another team that doesn't play. Um, just seems like those are baseball holidays and need to be played. Um, so I'm just not sure. I'm not too too thrilled about that um, with baseball scheduling. But that was strange. Yeah, you don't, you know, it's like having, we also had a Friday with the Cubs, and I think the Cubs and White Sox both had a Friday off. This Memorial Day weekend, they had the Friday off. I just don't understand. Yeah. So, not too happy with those ideas. Another piece of news I got here, we have uh, six teams on pace for 100 wins. We have the Yankees, Astros, Mets, Brewers, Dodgers, and Padres, all on pace for 100 wins, which is... That's incredible. Um, mm. But on the flip side of that, we have four teams on pace for 100 losses, including the Royals, Tigers, Nationals, and Reds. So the better the, some of the teams are, the worse the other teams are, right? Th- that's amazing that the Pirates – you didn't say Pirates, right? Or no. Orioles? Nope. That's amazing. But teams like the Tigers, who we expected to be better, are on there. And teams like the Royals, who we kind of thought would be a little bit more competitive, are right. on there. Nationals, Reds, you know, I think you kind of seen – Maybe not 100 losses from the Nationals or something, but you're like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. But the Royals and the Tigers kind of thought maybe they're not, they're more 80 losses, 500. Yeah, they kind of hover, you know. Yeah. So, and then the last thing I got here is more of a topic of the day. Um, there's not much topic-wise talk. I just wanted to go into some major leaders and categories and just kind of give you a quarter-of-the-season update like we kind of did with the panic button last week. We'll do kind of stat-wise this week for the individual. Right. And I would start that. I want to go in the AL average. The leader in the AL and average is J.D. Martinez at 369. Second is Luis Arias at 357. Home runs, Judge with 18, leading the league. 
Um, and uh, Jordan Alvarez, second, 14. This is coming into today, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. On the RBI leaders, Jose Ramirez at 51 in the AL, and Judge, second, with 37. Stolen bases, we have Julio Rodriguez leading the league at 14, and he's missed a little bit of the year. Right. Um, and we have Jorge Mateo, second in the AL, with 13. In the pitching side in the AL, we have wins leader uh, Simber for the Blue Jays and Verlander, both tied with six. ERA, Martin Perez is leading the AL with an ERA with a 1.6, followed up by Nestor Cortez with a 1.7. <laughs> See, no one gets that. Uh, strikeouts, Shane McClanahan is leading the AL with 81, and Dylan Cease is second with 76. And saves in the AL, Jordan Romano is 15, Liam Hendricks has 14. So there's your AL one and two leaders in the major categories in which we talked about before the season, our predictions were these major categories. Right. Um, in the National League, we have Machado leading the National League with a 353 average, and Goldschmidt second with a 352 average. We have Jesus. home runs, Mookie Betts first with 15, Alonzo and CJ Crone second with 13. RBIs, we have Alonzo first with 47, Goldschmidt 40, second 42. Just to bring that up, and I could have, I should have brought it up in the AL side too, um, we have a little bit here with a chance at a triple crown. I think, you know, Judge with the RBIs and home runs, I mean, average, I think he's, he's 60 points behind. Yeah. Martinez, but I don't see 369 being sustainable, right? No, no. Um, but he's you know right in there for two of the three legs. And then nationally, we have Alonzo, who is leading or second in home runs, first in RBIs. Again, he's been 280 or so, so I don't think you know that. But Goldschmidt is one point off the lead in the uh, average. I believe he has 12 or 11 home runs, so he's in the race for home runs, and he is second in RBIs in the National League. So he yeah. definitely has a chance at a site, uh, at a triple crown. Right. So, um, wow. to, yeah, it's just very impressive. Um, to continue with that, stolen base leaders, the Cardinals, let's put it that way. Harrison Bader's first with 13. Tommy Edmonds second with 11. So there you go. Yeah. Again, that shows you, you got a, a guy with average, right? You got a guy with home runs and RBIs with Goldschmidt, and then you have stolen bases. They do a little bit of everything. And then right. they had like 58 gold glovers last year. So they do a little bit of everything. Mm. On the pitching side in the National League, we have Tyler Anderson and Walker Buehler, both for the Dodgers, are leading – the National League, which six wins, beast. Mm-hmm. so those two pitchers combined for 12 wins for the Dodgers. That's more than some teams, I think. Yeah. Which is impressive. Mm-hmm. ERA leaders in the National League, Pablo Lopez with 1.83, and Joe Musgrove second with a 1.86. Strikeout leaders, uh, Corbin Burns is 78, leading the National League. Uh, Aaron Nola is 74. He's second. Okay. Saves-wise, we have Josh Hader with 18, leading the league, and hasn't given up a run or blown a save. Jesus. And Rodgers... For the Padres, is second with 17, which is slowly becoming the worst trade of the year with the Twins getting Chris Paddock, who's having a second Tommy John. Rogers becoming more, we already kind of knew, but he has been one of the top three, four, five best relievers in all baseball this year. Yeah. So there's just a you know, quick quarter of the year rundown of some of your major stat categories and who's leading them. Some of these I think are, are a little surprising. Like, yes, J.D. Martinez leading the AL is not too, too surprising, but it kind of is bounce back, right? Luis mm-hmm. Arias is a guy not many people know about. No. The home runs, I think, are, makes sense. Jose Ramirez being way up 51 RBIs already is somewhat surprising. Yeah. Stolen bases, I think Julio Rodriguez just being, you know, late late to the start is kind of a little surprising. The wins, Adam Simber having six is, you know, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's weird. The ERA leader is just nuts. Yeah. The strikeouts, and it kind of makes sense. You kind of think you see a little bit more of the older older guys, but that makes sense. Those two young guys in an American lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Romano will saves. I mean, right? Some of these things are pretty, pretty, uh, 
surprising. CJ Crone being second in home runs is a little surprising. Uh, we have uh, some bases make sense that the wins with Tim Air, uh, uh, Tyler Anderson right. in the National League, right? ERA leaders, I think, is a little surprising. Pablo Lopez and Joe Musgrove, not too, too surprising, but a little bit. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Strikeouts kind of make sense in the National League, right? And then the saves, for the most part, make sense, too. But there's some leaders here that are you're like, this is surprising. Mm-hmm. So, 100%. Um, but, yeah, it's one that was just kind of our topic. There's not a whole bunch to really break out where, you know, most weeks there's this happens, we talk about it. This week happens, and we kind of talk about the general idea. There hasn't really been too, too much. So, might as well give you an update on 25% through the season. These are some stat leaders. And some guys, 369 and 369, 57, 353, 352. That's, that's high averages. Yeah. You're one, especially J.D. Martinez, you're one good week. Maybe two good weeks because it's a little later in the season. You're being right there by the 400 mark. Right. That's impressive. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's uh, there's definitely some names on there you're not surprised at, but there's definitely some names on there that uh, you know, hard to predict. But that's every year. You know, you, you always got your big guys. Um, how many years can you say Mike Trout should be leading the league in this, this, and that? And I'm sure he's up on those lists or at least for a while. I know he was up on the average list. So. You know, Aaron Judge, not surprised there with home runs. This guy's healthy, just hits home runs. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, number two, no surprise there. Pete Alonso, you know, no surprise there. Goldschmidt has just been on, uh, on an absolute tear lately. Uh, I think he's on a 21-game hit streak or something. Yeah, I think it's a 30-something base uh, game on base streak. Yes. He's nuts. But he's another guy, you, when you think about, like, oh, Paul Goldschmidt's leading the league in something, like, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so there's a lot of league leaders that, that – uh, you know, if you had said in the beginning of the season that oh Jordan Romano is leading the AL in in, in saves, right? He's the yeah. so you know the Blue Jays came in with high hopes. If someone said that to you in the beginning of the year, you're like, eh, that makes sense. You know, but so Jordan Romano himself, you're going, why? Well, yeah. No, the name itself, but at least you're thinking, well, Blue Jays, yeah, you know, they were supposed to be good. Makes then sense. You think Liam Hendricks is second? You go, oh, he really hasn't done nothing. The White Sox really haven't, but he still struggled his way to second in, in AL and saves. Right, right. Hater in the NL makes sense. That's. Not gonna break it at this point. I think it. I think really, Hader has been the best closer for quite a few years now. So you're really not surprised at that. It looks like consistency um, might be on his side this year. He always, that's, was, he always had those longer stretches that you want from a reliever, and where he's just not. You're like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Yeah, the ball could be going. Kind of like the Chapman idea. Right. But I think he maybe he found some consistency this year because he's really been hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And then what was it? Taylor Rogers was the. Uh, was the other guy in the NL that uh, hasn't really given up anything. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, that's – I wouldn't say that's super, super surprising, but surprising for how how good he's doing, I, th- I think would be. You know, and not so much that he's at the, closer to the top of a list, but the fact that he is right there almost with Hayter is pretty is pretty impressive. So, uh, yeah, there's there's guys on there that, that are, you know, and there's just been other feats and stuff and players that are coming in and out that, that have been surprising. So, it, it's it's – you know, could we see a triple crown, something like that? Uh, I don't know because, you know, in the AL you have Jose Ramirez uh, with the RBI lead by quite a bit right now. Um, so if he continues with that, he'll probably run away with RBIs. On uh, the NL, uh, I think the average would be the biggest thing to worry about. Can Paul Goldschmidt sustain that? I think he can, but um, does someone else come out of the woodwork and all of a sudden have a 3 third? Like, could Machado keep his tear going and, and take yeah. the average? It, that's the thing is it, triple crown is so hard to do. You oh, see yeah. why Mickey was the only one to do it since Mickey Mantle. You know, it doesn't yeah. just happen. Yeah, you know, if you're so. struggling with average for a couple of weeks, you got to have the home runs and RBI still, right? If you struggle with the home runs and RBI, maybe you're not really crushing the ball, but you're going to keep smacking them base hits. Yeah. So you just got to be in the flow of it because all it takes is you're in the hunt there, and the last two weeks or so you have, or last month, 
for really for the last two weeks or so, you get hot and all of a sudden you make a run at it. Yeah. And there's a lot of years where there is just one guy, um, even though he may not have the home runs, all of a sudden he's batting 350 and he's just, there's some guy just hitting the cover off the ball as far as base hits and doubles and stuff. So, um, or you have a guy like Jose Abreu in the AL all the time, always leading the league in RBIs, who just takes the RBI list away from you. Yeah. You know, and like so. Like you said, you got those guys, you know, the LeMayhews and guys who just slap the ball around and they can go nuts with an average. All of a sudden, in the year, a 340 average, it's like, oh, I batted 330 and I lost that, but I smashed home runs. So it's hard to be the complete guy yeah. for a full year. Yeah, it, it's uh, but a lot of impressive names on there. A lot of guys that aren't, you know, if you had put a bet on them to lead the league in home runs, like like I said, like an Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez in the AL, Pete Alonso in the NL, um, wouldn't have been a bad bet. So you're you're pretty, you know, so um, nothing too surprising there yet. But uh, I think Machado, the tear, he, Machado and Goldschmidt, two of them, the tear they've been on have, has been impressive. Um, yeah. And not for nothing, Mookie Betts leading the NL in home runs. I don't I don't see that um, lasting, but. Um, impressive for him, nonetheless, because he, he sometimes has these weird years where he's batting 260, can't really figure it out, and then he, he has insane years. So, But that's just baseball. You know, we'll be talking in July, and all of a sudden, the, you know, so-and-so came out. Nolan Arenado came out and, and blew RBIs out of the water because that's kind of what he does. Yeah. So you never really know. Well, Matt Olson picks it up and starts mashing home runs, and he's in the NL race, you know? Yeah, it's it's it just takes a, a good month sometimes, and all of a sudden there you are in the top of the top of the heap. So... We shall see with that, as we always do. And, you know, all of a sudden we're talking trade deadline time and the, and the numbers could be a lot different. So we'll just keep an eye on that. So to wrap up the news segment and just kind of the, the first part of our podcast here, I have, as always, who's doing the best right now. So currently the Dodgers and the Yankees are tied for the best record in the league at 33-15. and 15. Over in the AL, the Astros hold the second best record behind the Yankees at 31-18. and 18. In the NL, the Mets hold the second-best record behind the Dodgers at 33-17, and 17, so a lot of teams uh, fairly close here. Uh, Dodgers still have the best run differential in the league at plus 118, and the Royals, surprisingly, own the worst run differential at minus 68, so the Reds kind of dug themselves out of that hole, and now the Royals own that, uh, own that title, which the Royals, uh, I, it, you know, I haven't really kept up with them too much. I know that uh, Salvador Perez was out for a little bit. Could have hurt their offense. Bobby Witt Jr. hasn't been quite. And their pitching struggled, which we kind of thought could do it this year. That's Yeah, that sounds about right because, you know, the team is itself. We, we thought had some talent. There were pieces there. But, you know, overall, especially if Bobby Witt Jr. is really not doing what he was projected to do, that kind of hurts your offense yeah, too. You, you know, struggled a bit. Salvador Perez is down. Yeah, and so. Guys like that, so. And their pitching, as we kind of knew coming in, wasn't that good. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but. And I think in all the time, the 110 episodes of this podcast, I think it's the first time we saw them on the worst of something. You know, yeah. they're always just kind of a, a little yeah. above water, you know, yeah, with the, the with the were. other bad teams. The Dodgers, I think every episode for 110 episodes uh, has had the best yeah. run differential. It's, it, yeah. it's insane. So, uh, yeah, some other teams I got here on the hot list. Uh, Blue Jays playing well. Maybe they can start going again. Twins, Rangers. Rangers, you know, they're one game out, uh, one game on, you know, under 500. Mm-hmm. And they're third place. Ahead of the EAs, you go, okay, but they're ahead of the Mariners as well. You go, well, Jesus, you know, what's going on there, right? Yeah, for as bad as their two signings have been, Corey yeah. Seager and, and Marcus Simeon. Not, not the super talent they have no. pitching-wise either. Um, the Mets playing well, the Cardinals and Dodgers on the hot list there. And some cold teams, the Royals, obviously the Angels, I believe, lost six, seven in a row now. Jesus. Um, so, you know, watch. Hopefully, they, you know, they can pick it back up here soon. Not looking mm-hmm. good today. They're already down four, not near in the second inning. Yeah. Uh, the Mariners in the coldest again. Philadelphia, of course, we already mentioned them. The Marlins have been struggling ever since their like nine-game win streak they had, and the Cubs kind of just been floating around, but not doing too great over the last ten games. Right. So there's some hot and cold teams I just wanted to throw out there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
there's definitely, uh, you know, Mets and Dodgers, I think you had on the hot list. Makes sense when you hear about how they're doing. I know the, you know, like you said, I think the Blue Jays have come on a little bit. You couldn't keep them down for long. I kind of felt like, you know, they're just, there's too much talent in the lineup at the very least. So um, they'll pick it back up, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, so move on to the who's hot and who's not section of the show. The, uh, you know, section in which we go over the hottest hitters of the week. And then Frank brings the hottest pitchers and coldest pitchers as well. So the only guy I leave off here, I always like to include the players of the week. Jose uh, Ramirez, again, was the hottest, was the AL player of the week. I don't have him, but I do have the NL player of the week, excuse me. And that is Francisco Lindor. So Francisco Lindor in the last week batted 421 with a 737 slugging and a 1237 OPS. The second guy I have here is Trey Mancini, batted 444 over the last week with a 611 slugging and an 1156 OPS. Uh, number three, Christian Vasquez, uh, continuing with, I guess, just the Red Sox's entire lineup has just been mm-hmm. mashing the ball. Um, batted 455 over the last week with a 636 slugging and an 1136 OPS. Number four, Cole Calhoun, batted 440 over the last week with a 680 slugging and 1161 OPS. And number five, Cesar Hernandez has had a pretty good year. He's batting, he batted 440 over the last week with a 560 slugging and a 1060 OPS. Um, a guy that we always talk about, just kind of always... Just goes about business, don't he? <laughs> you don't really... 280 even... hitter. Yeah. He hits a couple home runs, steals some bases, plays pretty solid defense, just goes about it. Phillies yeah. for a while, played with the Nationals, he played with the White Sox, he just goes about his business, you don't hear from him. He always hops around and he always... He's uh, like kind of what we talk about, like a Freddie Galvis. Just kind of yeah, always does exactly. his job and, and plays very well, the usually. one too, I believe. Yeah. He just goes about his business. He's a 270-something, 280 hitter, just... just what you want. Yeah, and and for a team like the Nationals, who could be looking maybe at trade pieces, there's one right there that you pretty much got for nothing. And he's been on a lot of teams, and he's been on winning and losing teams, so he's a good veteran to have, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Some other guys here, um, you know, I, I had on my list, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Mancini. You know, he's been... <laughs> He's been going good after his, you know, slow start to his year, even with the stadium configuration of crap out there. Oh, my God, there. yeah. Uh, Justin Turner turning it around. Uh, we kind of were a little worried about him because he's a little older with some injuries and stuff. He's like, oh, maybe, you know, starting to play toll on him, playing all them extra games in the playoffs. But he is starting to turn it around here. Mm-hmm. And Nelson Cruz, again, talking about age, you know, he's another one who's heating up again here. Right. So hopefully him playing well and maybe Josh Bell still playing well. Maybe Soto could turn his – bit around and Cesar Hernandez again playing well too so maybe he Soto can get going because he's been you know a guy who could really be on this cold last year yeah yeah um, definitely so there's some guys I got on the hot list um, some pitchers you know I want to throw out there Ashby for the Brewers pitching well Framder Valdez he pitched a what complete game yesterday yeah he's been pitching well Aaron Nola been mm. going about his business this year pitching pretty well um, had a decent couple starts in the beginning of the year we kind of got a little beat up but really he's been striking guys out and he's been more consistent which is being his what biggest problem right yeah, consistency um, is bad for him, yeah. Or at least in recent years. Yeah. Um, Sandy Alcantara, let's just mention him. He's been great. He's been great for years. He's got five wins this year. I think he had five last year. Mm-hmm. In total, I think he was 5-13 and 13 last year with a two-something year right. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. So he's got five wins already. He's been awesome. Yeah. He's been awesome. So that's that's great. Uh, really like Sandy Alcantara. He's going to be one of these aces in, in baseball for a long time, I think. Yeah, uh, with an up-and-coming Marlins team as, as a whole. Yeah, you know, so. he's just got some nasty stuff. 100 miles per hour moves all the way across the plate. Yeah. Uh, and talk about 100 miles per hour moves all across the plate. Gregory Soto, mm. up here for the Tigers, um, their bullpen, because he was great, you know, for them last year. And um, maybe the Tigers start turning a little bit. They get on a run like they did kind of last year. Mm-hmm. And they had that one what month where they were 
twenty and five or something like that. Remember, and then they're all of a sudden a decent team. So yeah. whenever they could do that, they have talent this year. So, but yeah. Gregory Soto been pitching well. I think he had four saves last week over the last seven to ten days. He's had about four saves, three or four saves. Yeah, there's a guy that could be key to that team. Uh, if you have a guy that can come out and even the eighth or the you know the ninth, obviously, and can come in and just shut shut the game, shut you know shut yeah. the door. Um, that that would be big for them if they could get off a little bit. Or, you know how bullpen pieces are at the deadline too. Oh Not yeah, ten this year, toss them away. You'll get more bullpen guys next year. You'll get a, you'll get a big piece for the year after. So yeah. that could be something to look at too. Very true. You figure it out. You know that's how kind of bullpens are right now. I Lefty, feel like he just kind throws of throws hard. He got movement like that, and he doesn't care where he's pitching. That's that's. Uh, There's a lot of teams that can fit that bill. Yeah, you know? a lot. Every team. Yeah. Every team wants that guy. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what you know. We'll see what happens to him. He he uh he could be valuable really anywhere he goes. So let's move on to the cold list. Uh, the cold hitters of the week. I have uh, number one, Ian Happ, batted 091 over the last week with a 273 slugging and a 440 OPS. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, batted 091 over the last week with a 227 slugging and a 458 OPS. Number three, Kevin Kiermeyer, batted 100 over the last week with a 100 slugging and a 243 OPS. Uh, number four, Anthony Rizzo, batted 056 over the last week with a 111 slugging and a 211 OPS. And number five, Carlos Santana batted 056 over the last week with an 056 slugging and a 246 OPS. So there are some of your colder hitters. Uh, Anthony Rizzo obviously had one of the hotter Aprils and much much cooled off over May. Yeah. Um, I think Ian Happ is, has overall pretty you know has struggled uh, a bit here. Yeah. So there's some names on here that gotta gotta get going. Rizzo's um, going the approach of that Didi that one year, about like 400 in April. Then I think he bat under 100 in May. Yeah. And then he yeah. Was just, you know, his normal self the rest of the year. Yeah, he was just really good, really bad, and then he was average. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some guys I had on my list here, um, you know, a couple of these might repeat even. Uh, you know, Arenado's been cold here, but Arenado was red hot, and, you know, you know he's cooled off, and Goldsmith went nuts. So that's the veterans out there, right? You, you'll be good, and then I'll be good, and we'll just keep flipping, and we'll be all right. Right. Uh, Darren Ruff's been cold this year. Um, Darren Ruff out of the rough, you know. He was a godsend last year out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, struggling again this year. He's Aguilar. Struggling, Christian Yelich, you know they thought maybe he turned the page this year. He started looking a little bit better. Uh, he's been on the cold list here, um, but still has looked a little bit better mm-hmm. though, than he did last year. Um, and Kyle Schwarber has been really just not good for the Phillies. Yes, he has I think eight or nine home runs, but I think he's only batting one eighty something. Yeah, and obviously his defense is not gonna you know not gonna win your ball games. Yeah, there's some guys I got on my cold list. Um, and pitching wise, on the cold list we have. Uh, Gomber for the Colorado Rockies not pitching well. Rich Hill's been not really good at all for the for the Red Sox, yeah. but it does make sense. Fenway, small park, they at least a smaller division park, right? Or I should say the, the ball flies out of those stadiums. Yeah, and he is like seventy eight years old out there <laughs> pitching. So, yeah, um, Dallas Keuchel we put on here again. The reason I wanted to put on him again, I know it's been a lot here. He also got designated for assignment by the White Sox. Yeah, which is a little little surprising because you know those guys they're. It's weird to see those guys. He was a Cy Young, and he was, you know, hard to beat all the time. And now yeah. he's not on the team. So, uh, Zach Eflin, struggling here, and Craig Kimbrell. Give some runs over his last couple outings. So, he's another one struggling. Um, he was his first blown save, but he's just not as saves as he's gotten. It hasn't been clean. So, right. So, some pitchers there that I just wanted to um, throw out there and say that over the last seven to ten days, they really haven't been doing that good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it kind of sucks, too, sometimes. Uh, especially in, in some baseball fans eye you have one bad start or say you have an outing as a reliever you give up two runs you give up a two run home run three run home run all of a sudden your stats are so inflated it's a month before you get that back down yeah it's it, it gets tough especially as a reliever um you have one 
or two blown saves right in a row where you're, you're having trouble finding the ball. You can really make your season look a little, a little bit rougher. And, uh, and, you know, a lot of baseball fans have short memories, so they remember something like that all of a sudden, you know, it could, it could really send a season down a spiral, you know? Uh, so pitchers a little tough, a little tough to get off the cold list and, uh, and just keep it moving and get put in good starts after that. So, uh, we'll see with some of those guys. Yeah. Sometimes with those relievers, yeah, it is tough to, to, to make up when you have a bad outing or a bad couple outings where it's like, Oh, here we go. I got to go, you know, 30 scoreless innings just to have a two ERA, you know? So the next section here, injuries, um, I wouldn't say it was a terrible week injury-wise, again. Just not a whole bunch going on, really good or bad. It was just kind of all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm start for Juan or Franco. They finally kind of put him on the IL, give him those 10 days with the quad hamstring issues. Nothing major. Just kind of like, hey, let's just – we tried it out day to day, taking you out. Let's just let's just give you a 10, 11, 12 days, and they'll get it better. Get it better. Uh, Brent Lau is going to be out for a little while with an injury. Uh, Josh Donaldson was t- taken off the COVID list, placed on the IL with a shoulder. He should be back shortly after – He's eligible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Granke placed on the IL for the Royals. He hasn't been doing that good this year. Uh, Carlos Correa came off, you know, his bit of being injured, and he went back on the COVID IL. So we should see him back soon. Kyle Lewis, uh, or actually, not Kyle Lewis, Royce Lewis. All oh. right, he got placed on the IL with a bone bruise in his knee. Um, nothing too too serious there. Um, we have uh, Joey Wendell placed on the IL. He's been playing pretty good for um, for the Marlins out there. Yeah. Um, so that's a little. That's a hit to them. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, another Brewers pitcher placed in the IL after Freddie Peralta was placed in the IL, and Peralta is expected to be on there for a little while as well. Mm. And we have uh, Max Muncy after being terrible this year, but now he's on the IL with an elbow, which is what he had. I'm not sure it's the same arm, but that's what he hurt last year yep. for the playoffs. We have uh, Kyle Freeland placed in the IL as well, or left to start, I should say, and the expectation is he will be placed on the IL. Um, so he's not yet, but it's an expectation. And uh, Tim Anderson, after his great start here, um, he's expected to miss some time with some, I think, groin or hamstring issue, right. uh, which is a shame because he really was playing very well offensively. But, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, there hasn't been nothing too, too crazy, but nothing too, too great here yeah. this one. Um, some guys on the better side of things, we have Stan expected to really be activated shortly after his, you know, his, his due date, I guess you could say, or when he's eligible uh, Luis Robert activated. He's back for the White Sox. Okay. Chris Sale, strong to live hitters. He should be going on a rehab assignment here pretty shortly to get him back. That's That'd be pretty good, you know, pretty exciting to watch. Uh, Jack Flaherty, another one. He's doing a 35 to 40 pitch bullpen session to live hitters today, and he'll be back doing, uh, he'll be going on a rehab assignment soon. He should be back here within the next month or so. Uh, DeGrom is progressing. He was in the dugout yesterday during the Mets game. You know, kind of around the teammates again. They say he's progressing slowly, but still progressing. So their hope is hopefully he'll be back at some point. Mm-hmm. No real update on Scherzer. Uh, Mickey Moniak activated for the Phillies. Hopefully he can help. He had a great spring. Uh, he was the first overall pick some years ago. We have Nico Horner activated off the IL from the Cubs. That's a good piece for them. Kershaw and at, uh, Andrew Heaney both expect to make uh, rehab assignments here pretty shortly and be back for the Dodgers uh, here in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Belt should be back here for the for the Giants, I know he's missed some time in and out this year, but he should be back here. And Chris Bryant, I know he went his back injury activated, didn't play long, got back on the back injury. He uh, is throwing and doing some things. They still say his timetable is a little murky, but they said he's he's progressing. He should be back here relatively shortly for the Rockies as well. Sure. So some pretty big names and some big pieces to help these teams that are on the better side of the injury news. Right. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, you know, 
uh, guy getting guys back like uh, Luis Robert and uh, Giancarlo Stanton, two big outfielders, would be uh, just them coming back is, is big news. Exciting for fans. Yeah, and we're having a Chris Sale and a Jack Flaherty in the pitching department come yeah, back. You know, that's so. the price admission. For yeah. those guys. Right? Mm-hmm. So we want to go, you know, go watch. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so like I said, injury news, um, not terrible, not great. It's been okay the last three weeks. <clears throat> yeah. The two weeks before this were pretty good weeks, actually. This one's our right week. So that injury news hasn't been too terrible. No. So some guys have missed. There's, some other, there's other injuries around the league, too. I didn't name them all, but these are some ones I just wanted to mention. Right. Some bigger names, some important teams, trade deadline guys. So it's good to mention. And the last bit I got here is the trivia question for the week. And what you know what I went, wanted to go with, trivia-wise, was what year and how many teams, what's the number of teams that hold the record for the most 100 wins in a single season? So what year had it and how many teams was there? Because mm-hmm. um, we're on pace right now. We have six, six teams have a chance at 100 wins. It's a lot. Yeah. It's almost your whole AL side or one side of the league you know, a uh, hundred win or a uh, playoff. Right. It's pretty, yeah. pretty hard to do. Yeah. It's a good amount. So, you know, what year and how many teams hold the record for the most hundred win season in a single season? And the answer is 2019. There was four teams that finished the season with a hundred wins or more. Those Jesus. four teams included the Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, and twins. So can we get tie that record or break that record this year? Right now we're on pace to break it. Yeah. It's looking good. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, big parity, you know, there between, you know, those six teams. And like you said, there were the 400 lost teams or projected to be. And that's, again, like I said, without including the Orioles and Pirates, who prior to the season were pretty much slam dunks for not being good. And that um, could easily, they could easily turn back. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're no good. So, you know, kind of, uh, you know, really good, some really good teams and some really bad teams. But, um, and then obviously there's those teams in the middle that are kind of floating, kind of figuring their things out. But, yeah, we'll see where uh, some of these teams end up. Uh, I think that you're going to see quite a few hundred. I think you could tie that with the four teams for sure. I think at least. Yeah. Right? You're on great pace for at least four of them teams to be right, right around 100. And then you have a couple teams here on pace for high 90s. Yeah. So one hot streak, again, like similar as a player, and all of a sudden you're a 100-win team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's teams like the Blue Jays who just have yet to really get to what they were projected to play as. All of a sudden they have a good month like they kind of had last year. Or the White Sox. Yeah, White then Sox. You got are, like the Cardinals, who have been hot here recently, and they're right up on the Brewers. So the Brewers on pace for 100 wins. You got to think the Cardinals are on pace for 95, 96 wins, right? Right. Yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of good teams out there. I think the playoffs are going to be interesting because a lot of these teams are for real, like Dodgers and Yankees, uh, Mets are for real, uh, teams like that. And then you got teams like the White Sox and Angels that kind of all of a sudden they have a really good week to a month, you know, and they're they're right there. And they cause a problem in the playoffs all of a sudden. So it's it'll be an interesting playoff field, um, I think for sure. So we shall see, again, where some of those teams end up. And there's going to be some of those teams that have 100 losses and they are all fighting for the first, <laughs> you know. Well, it won't be the first round pick anymore. It'll just be the, the lottery. So, yeah, you know, we'll best see. Best chance at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll be fighting for the best chance at it at this point. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. But that was pretty much it. So that was our trivia. And some injuries there. Um yeah, there's not a, a whole bunch quite yet going on in baseball, but we're gonna you're gonna start. You're already seeing some reports and some rumors about some trades and and things like that. So the you know we're supposed to we're gonna start getting a lot of news here, and the All Star voting is supposed to be coming out. So there's gonna be a lot going on here pretty shortly. Yeah, and uh, 
you know, we're, we're, we're getting into June. So that's, it's starting to, uh, like kind of, as we've talked about the last two episodes, it's getting real for a lot of these teams. So, you know, they gotta get up and do it or, or, or hopefully not lose the, uh, you know, the top spot they have, like a Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, uh, Astros have been very good. Yeah. So those teams have to hold on and, and, and hopefully keep the cold streaks to a minimum. Yeah. That's what you got to hope. Yeah, so exactly. So that's kind of all I have for this episode. Um, again, I hope everyone had a good Memorial Day weekend. I thought it was weird to not see some teams playing. I thought that was for a lot of years. It was kind of a gimme to see everyone playing on, on these holidays. But uh, regardless, I hope everyone had a good uh, weekend, good safe one. And this will, you know, once this is posted, we'll be looking from June onward to the season. So we're we're getting there. Yeah, we're, we're a month through. away from being halfway through and a month away from the all-star break which is crazy and then trade deadline comes and then it's and then it's just, then it's real you yeah, know especially with more teams in the hunt because of the more playoffs what happens mm-hmm. nuts yeah so again that's kind of all i had for this episode uh we'll see what happens in the coming week of baseball maybe some more news and more uh accolade you know accolades and uh you know some cool feats because I remember last year, every time we came on the podcast, it was there was a no hitter. So we'll see if stuff like that starts to happen. But uh, for now, that's that's like I said, that's all I have. So yeah, yeah, that's it. So um, just excited to keep watching some baseball and the warm weather's horrible here, and um, excited to you know get watching, get to the dog days here, and 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 go actually ourselves and go watch some of these games live in person. I know we got some trips planned. So um, yeah, we're excited to see the baseballs in full swing, and we're going to start seeing the real action all-star voting and, and trade deadlines and, and again the warm weather you really you gotta win you gotta win games right so yeah. um that's where we're about to get to um here in the season yeah and just one last thing that i do want to bring up actually i've been neglecting it to bring it up for the last few weeks but good luck to the stanley cup teams i believe it's the hurricanes and the rangers is that is that correct um uh, i believe that's for the eastern okay and then there's got the two west i think it was the oilers right and uh i don't know I don't even know, but they're at the, yeah. they're at the finals, the conference finals. Yeah, forgive me, I, 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 you know, I haven't, I really have not kept up with this year, and I always I do. Know it's the Rangers, and I know I what for the finals, I believe the Celtics are in it. Um, and yeah, the, and, the Celtics and the Warriors. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the finals, correct? That's the finals. So, no, no hockey. I think it would be the Rangers, maybe Carolina. I think the Oilers are in it. And I can't think of the other team. I can't think of who who the the fourth team is. But um, yeah, I can't remember myself. I know I did see that Carolina and and the Rangers were playing. That's just because around here Rangers fans. So and then the Oilers with 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 McDavid. Yeah, being one of the best players in all hockey. Yeah, yeah. And um, I can't think of another team. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know. I'm not huge, huge in hockey, but um. Yeah, I usually keep up with the playoffs just because I like hockey uh, playoffs. I um, I'm admittedly not the biggest. Might be Colorado. It is the avalanche. There you yeah, go. Colorado, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, just figured it out. So, yeah, just as yeah, I found it too. You're getting right to the championships, obviously, and uh, and the uh, um, <laughs> the most important part and the most exciting parts is those seasons too. So um, yeah, a lot going on here, and baseball's just swinging into it. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a lot of action right now for uh, for for sports, but especially baseball. Yeah, and then baseball soon will be the only sport to watch. It'll be that time of summer when you only yeah, get right. the, when you really kind of finish. That's when you start getting the All-Star game, which is exciting, and then the trade deadline, which just brings everybody in. Yep. And, you know, and then football eventually rolls around. So you really get into that real exciting part of baseball and then the playoff run and then it gets nuts, you know, you never know. One game messes up the other 161. So it's it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to bring up the other sports because we do watch. I haven't kept up with them quite as much as I wanted to, but they are in the, in the throes of the of the deep playoff runs for the, some of those teams. So I just kind of wanted to bring them up and shout them out. So, yeah. 
Uh, but other than that, like I said, that's that's that that is all I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't got anything else to add. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RoleMichaelPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FTubs10. You can follow our official official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.